The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. And that's because the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe has some great features like the available H-Track all-wheel drive, standard third-row seating, available dual wireless charging pads, and much, much more. So think about those places that you want to go, the things that you'd like to do this weekend and where the Santa Fe can take you. Learn more about the all new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Take your business further with the smart and flexible American Express Business Gold Card. You can earn four times points on your top two eligible spending categories every month like transit, U.S. restaurants, and gas stations. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Four times points on up to $150,000 in purchases per year. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash businessgoldcard. Freaking first cut. Welcome to the First Cup Podcast. I'm Rick Gaiman, and this is your DFS preview for this week's Cognizant Classic. If you've never heard of that before, it's the event formerly known as the Honda Classic. Greg Ducharme is here to help me break it all down. Hello, Greg. Hello, Rick. Uh, Welcome back to the East Coast. I know you're not physically on the East Coast, uh, but now the golf tournaments are. So you'll be back to your happy hours right after the golf. Uh, I'm sure you've been missing that and it, and it's, uh, you know, no more first cut after dark, which look, it has its ups and downs, but what I'm really excited for is PGA national this week. It's a tough golf course. There can be carnage everywhere. Uh, and it's, it's fun to watch. And we got a great field this year. Yes, there is a lot to talk about. We've got Rory McIlroy in the field. We're getting a, certainly a bump in the strength of field ca- uh, compared to previous years. We've got PGA National, but Greg, I want to talk to you about this. So let's just let's just dive headfirst in, Troy. If you want to share my screen, that'd be great. We've got a couple of factors, and we started to tease this a little bit last night at the end of the Sunday recap episode. PGA National, historically, one of the most difficult golf courses that we get on the PGA Tour schedule. Last year, it was about the 14th most difficult, which was the easiest we've seen in recent years. This year, they converted number 10, which is a par four, or was a par four, into a par five. They cut back some of the rough, expanded some of the fairways. How much teeth, how much teeth does PGA National still have? Well, it still has plenty of teeth. Um, I I don't know if you're going to see the single digit under par winner. Like you have what three of the last six years, four of the last six years, you've seen an under uh, a single digit under par winner. Uh, I'm not sure you're going to get that because of the alteration at number 10. They added 20 yards approximately. I think it's officially 19 yards, um, which there's wiggle room in those yardages anyway. Uh, but, and they made it a par five. So that hole is going to become a birdie fest. Agreed. I think it's going to be the easiest hole on the golf course, right? Yes. Yes. Relative to par. Right. It, it will be. It's one of the few holes that doesn't have water on it. And it, they were already playing it to like a 4.1 
or something like that last year and adding 20 yards ain't going to ain't going to make it a 4.7. I think on the weekend last year it played like 4.05. Yeah. Right. So it, it, this one will be under 4.5 for the week would be my guess. Mm. Maybe it'll play straight into the wind. I don't know, but it, it's definitely going to present a lot more birdie opportunities kind of for free. The fairway with um I'm not sure if it's going to have a huge effect. More golf balls will be in the fairway, so that could affect scoring average. But ultimately, the test is still here. And the test is you've got wind and you've got water and you've got a lot of water. And so no matter what you're doing, when you get, you always know that when I get to the bear trap, Right. 15, 16, 17, I've got water to contend with. You get to some par fives like 18. I should really just say 18, but you get to 18 and you've got water to deal with, even though it's a par five. So some of the holes that may seem like gimme holes aren't gimme holes anymore. Um, well, they never have been out here because there's disaster lurking around every corner and it can be extremely penal. Um, it can be difficult to play with a lead. It, it can be difficult to chase, right? It, it's just difficult because you're always watching for the water. Uh, and this is the thing that scares a PGA tour player more than anything else is wind and water. Uh, and so, yes, it still has plenty of teeth. There will still be plenty of carnage, but I do think the overall scores will be lower relative to par. 14 under par got you to a playoff last year. 10 under won it in 2022. 12 under won it by five shots, Matt Jones, in 2021. And then three years in single digits, six under, nine under, eight under. uh, And then historically, you get more of those single digit uh, under par winners. I am glad you mentioned it because it will – I think it's still going to feel very hard because you're still – no matter – even if the winning score is – 18 under, which I think is, I don't think we're going to get there, but maybe even if it was 18 under, you're going to see a lot of balls in the water. You're going to see a lot of guys struggling down the stretch, which always makes it feel like it's more difficult. And the tournament is going to be decided on some really difficult holes, no matter what else happens on, on, you know, the other 14. Yeah. It's a great point, Rick. Cause you don't get a bailout opportunity on some of these holes, right? So there's no easy way to play it. And that means you just have to step up and hit the shot. And that puts a lot of pressure on leaders. Um, it, it's difficult. You know, if you were Jake Knapp last week, for instance, there's not an easy way to get your way around the golf course. And, and ultimately, when we're watching a difficult test of golf, I don't think you really care about the total score. You care about the quality of shot and whether it's rewarded or punished. And here it's punished. And you could argue it's punished too much. You know, because the water is there's there's no recovery shot from the water. So, you know, it leans more to that side than it does um, the other side. But that ultimately is what leads to the great test. And if somebody reaches 18 under, they've played spectacular golf and you're going to see a probably a big lead or maybe a small runaway pack. But not a lot of guys are going to be getting in. You're not going to see a log jam leaderboard with a race to 18 under. Right. You're, you're not going to see that. If it's 18 under, you're going to have one or two guys 
leading the way, and they're going to play phenomenal. Uh, and that is no issue to me. Yeah. And that's kind of, I, I completely agree. And we almost saw that to an extent last week where two guys were kind of separating themselves from the rest of the pack, but you're absolutely right. So here's what we're going to do. We are going to continue this conversation. We're going to dive into this board, start at the top, work our way down, see if we can find a little bit of value, see if we can find some good plays, maybe some guys to stay away from. But first, we are going to take a quick break and hear a word from our partners. It's a really fine line creating workout clothes that are great in the gym and workout clothes that are also great to look at outside the gym. And Viore has threaded that needle. They are designed to work out in, but they don't look like it. They don't feel like it. And it's incredibly comfortable stuff, whether you are running, training, swimming, doing yoga, running errands, lounging around the house. It really doesn't matter. These are versatile clothes. You'll find me often in the men's Sunday performance jogger because I I like the jogger situation that goes on down at the bottom, but they're very comfortable. Uh, They've got a little bit of a shorter inseam, so they're not as bulky as as other pants or other joggers that I have seen out there. And I've really enjoyed how they work both in and out of the gym. So now here's what you can do for for our listeners. Uh, First time purchasers are getting 20% off. All you have to do is go to viori.com slash first. That's V-U-O-R-I.com slash first. Again, not only will you receive 20% off your first order, but enjoy free shipping on any U.S. orders over $75. And here's my favorite part, free returns. Yeah, go check it out. Viori.com slash first and discover the versatility of Viori clothing. Did you know that more than 75% of Americans will experience foot pain in their lifetime, but only 10% will seek out a solution for that pain? Those numbers do not add up to me, and I know it can be confusing, the biomechanics of the foot, the bones, the muscles, everything in between, but solving foot pain is simple, and that's where Superfeet comes into play. These Superfeet insoles go into your shoes, give your feet comfort and support where they need it the most, and redistribute the forces that reduce both stress and strain through your entire body, not just your feet. Insoles have been uh, phenomenal for me uh, personally, and they are are clinically proven to decrease fatigue, reduce injury, and improve comfort. I can attest to that myself, especially when walking uh, a lot of golf holes that I play. So if you feel good, you play good, you look good, everything works out from there, and it starts from the bottom up. Visit superfeet.com and enter promo code FIRST at checkout for 15% off your first order plus free shipping. And we're back. Here is the cheat sheet on rickrungood.com. That's my website. And Greg, I think we have entered a new era because for the second week in a row, we have a golfer in the $12,000 range. That's Rory McIlroy this week, 12200 And we get all the way down to $5,000 as the minimum price. So uh, we did not know if last week was going to be a one-off. I'm going to say we've entered a new era. I think it certainly seems that way. Uh, and there's a big spread, right? It allows you a lot of opportunity. Very curious to see when you get to signature events, if they do the same model, mm. because that will present some, you know, wide open opportunities. And look, pricing in this is ultimately arbitrary. Um, it always seems to play out that way. 
So it, it's not a huge deal. Um, but when you look at a field like this, it is a big deal because the 5K range is pretty weak again, right? You're looking at some dart throws. But in this one, I do think you have some more strength up top. I mean, Rory McIlroy being above 12,000 12, at 12.2, 12, it, it makes a lot of sense. Uh, and he has separated himself from this pack. But you got a Cam Young and a Matt Fitzpatrick and a Russell Henley, Tom Kim. All those guys are very capable of winning. And, and even when you get down into the 9K range, there's a lot of capable winners in that range. So I, I do think the pricing makes sense. It's a fun new way to look at it. Well, you named them, Greg. The big five at the top, McElroy, Young, Fitzpatrick, Henley, and Tom Kim. Let's just start with Rory McElroy, who's going to be back at the Honda Classic for the first time since 2018. This is an event that he has won. It's an event that he's finished runner-up in, but he hasn't always had great success, and it hasn't always been on the schedule. So how do we handicap Rory McElroy's chances this time around? Well, he's got some things to clean up, and this is a rather concerning test for me, quite frankly. You look at what's happened to Rory McIlroy at the Genesis. Look at what happened to him at Pebble Beach. You even look at what happened to him when he was playing in Dubai. The thing that has jumped up and caused problems for Rory McIlroy is big numbers. And we have not seen a golf course on the PGA Tour yet this year that provides more opportunity for big numbers. I mean, you can make a double bogey anywhere out here. You can hit it in the water on 15 of the 18 holes, you know? So like, Greg, <laughs> yeah, there's, there's problems all over the place. And it, uh, Rory McIlroy was not uh, his sharpest could pay some significant penalties for that. So I, I have my concerns with Rory. He can always win. He can always run away from a field, but this is a concerning spot for me with him this week. Is there a better spot? I mean, this is the top of the board. This is your hard-earned dollars going to somebody that you need to be the anchor, the leader, whatever that looks like. Is there a better place to allocate those funds? Yes, I think there is. Um, and I like, I really like the bottom of this board. Okay. Okay, so Russell Henley and Tom Kim. I always make a list. I always write down a couple names that I, I like in each range. More Sometimes more than we get to. In this one, I wrote Kim and Henley, and I, I put a slash between them. I normally don't do that. It's kind of like Kim or, or Henley. Oh, that means like either or. Like, yeah, they're almost the same. Mm. But I do think there's a difference upon further review. So we're talking about, okay, do I like Russell Henley more than Rory McIlroy? Well... <laughs> You know, you put it if you put it like that, it's kind of silly. But Russell Henley checks all the boxes. If you if you think driving accuracy is important, well, he's the best in this field. Yeah. Uh, if you think iron play is important, a lot of that water comes into play on your approach shot. Correct. Well, he's right up there with the best of the field. If you think, which you may be wrong on any of these, but if you think course history is important. Russell Henley's won here too. Uh, and he his last two starts in 2021 and 2020 is a tied third and a tied eighth. This is a pretty strong resume. Uh, and if you take the names away, you could make a pretty uh, you know, a pretty decent argument for Henley over 
McElroy, especially with the $200 savings. It's, it is a splendid course fit. It is a splendid course history. Uh, Tom Kim does not have the latter. He doesn't have the course history of Russell Henley at basically any golf course because of his age. But a lot of the things that Henley does well, Greg, uh, Tom Kim does well. That's partly why I put a slash there. Right, These guys are streaky putters. Yeah. Great iron players, especially short iron players. Um, you had a chart on your site. A, a lot of these approach shots are coming from yeah. 125 to 175, an area where both these guys really excel. Yeah, there it is. I mean, look how many of the 150 to 175, it's like off the charts. Well, well above tour average. Yeah. So 125 to 150 is a little bit above average. Uh, and then 150, 175, 175 to 200. So a lot of those shots, uh, approach shots coming from that range, you don't see a lot of wedges in here. Um, like you would at some other, some other venues. Right. And so it, it really will highlight a great iron play under nervy situations. So if we're comparing Russell Henley and Tom Kim. The thing that I worry about with Henley being my first choice is can he actually win? <laughs> you know, and we've seen, we know he can win. He's won on the PGA tour before, but he has had some issues coming down the stretch. That's not, that's a nice way to put it. Yes. I mean, some of it has been bad breaks. Uh, so, I mean, at the Wyndham championship, was it this past year or the year before? Oh gosh, I think it was the year before because I remember I remember last time thinking the exact same thing. Oh no, I guess it was it was it was oh I'm sorry, I'm still on Tom Kim's page. Um it was I wanna say I guess we'll find out here in a second. Um Wyndham for Russell was so he finished runner up last year. Okay, so he hit his ball short of the green. It rolls back into a hole that was a divot, and it's and then he lays up on on another hole. It was a a complete mess and a disaster for him. And so that kind of sits in my head: is this a revenge opportunity, or is is there a little bit? Is he a little snake bitten? Uh, And that worries me. And I don't have that worry with Tom Kim. Right, if Tom Kim gets himself in contention, I feel pretty good about him. I feel pretty good about his closing ability. I feel great about his accuracy, just like Henley. Great about his iron play, just like Henley. Um, and I, I have a sense that getting onto some Bermuda greens, it could lead to the turnaround he needs on the greens. So I, I guess I lean slightly Tom Kim over Russell Henley. Paul in the chat reminds us that Mark uh, Mark jinxed Russell Henley. Now I remember. Oh, it. Yes. Yeah. Mark it's Mark's fault. Mark put the hex on him, and he and he coughed it up. Got a little unlucky. Yeah. That's right. All right. So that makes a whole lot more sense. So we'll go Tom Kim. Yeah, that makes that makes a ton of sense. The nine K range. Now this is where things are really starting to get interesting. Eric Cole, JT Poston, Sung JM, Minwoo Lee, Benny On, Chris Kirk, Shane Lowry, Daniel Berger, Corey Connors, Keith Mitchell. Um, I think Greg, it's very early. I think Eric Cole will be the most popular one and done selection this week. Mm. All right. Um, 
Now, what do you make of course history here at PGA National? I like it. Don't love it. I think that you're always uh, you're always one swing away from disaster, which yeah. can create some volatile results. But I do like. Listen, hey, if you're you know if this place can fit you right, if you can keep your ball in play off the tee, especially you know keep it dry. Um, if you're a good Bermuda putter, I think that I think that that stuff makes sense. But there's just an added level of chaos to this place. Yeah, I think that makes a lot of sense. I think it's really well put. So Eric Cole has one start here. It's a second place finish. Mm-hmm. It just doesn't seem like a lot of guys repeat success here. Um, it's so random, but that being said, it's so hard to stay away from Eric Cole. You look at those iron ranges that we talked about. He excels there. If you think that putting is important, it rates out in your course model as the most important thing. And of the guys who are really good ball strikers in this field, Eric Cole is the best putter. Eric Cole is also even better on Bermuda than he is on other surfaces. And you think about mini tours in Florida, Mm -hmm. there's a lot of this kind of golf course to deal with. And he's handled it a lot. So (laughs) Eric Cole makes a ton of sense. And the difficult thing about Eric Cole is, well, right below him is JT Poston. Okay. So this is my hope, my hope is that everybody plays Eric Cole and leaves us JT posted because I think these two are, you know, you said Russell Henley slash Tom Kim, Eric this Cole, same Eric situation. JT posted, same uh, situation, keep it in play off the tee, turn into a good second shot, good putter. Uh, you have a bunch of top 10 finishes, but no trophies lately. I mean, it's, it's just like, these guys, these guys rate out very similar for me. You think about, uh, you think about JT Poston's results. There's a T10 at the Genesis. Mm-hmm. He lost strokes approaching the green. It's a rare time, but Genesis is a totally different golf. It's a beast of a golf course. Yeah. And so you get, you start getting a little outside the range for JT Poston where he really excels. Now you get back into the range. Um, at WM Phoenix Open, he misses the cut. He had a terrible putting, a terrible couple days putting. AT&T Pebble Beach Pro-Am in the range, finishes T20. I would venture to guess if there was a fourth round, he would have climbed that leaderboard a little higher than T20 because it's a good fit for him. Yeah. He also had a lot of weather. American Express, great fit for him. Gains four strokes approaching the green in just two measured rounds. Finishes T11. So I, I'm looking at JT Poston as this is a great fit. And the course history is average. But he's only missed the cut once. And I, I, I wouldn't be surprised to see him have a spike, have a spike kind of week at PGA National. Yes, history around this place is it's it's fine. It's five. Five made cuts out of out of six. Best finish twenty seventh. Worst finish T sixty three. So it's like a bunch of those like you yeah. know medium level results. But I I I yeah. I'm hoping that Eric Cole is like twenty percent owned and JT Poston's eight. 
that would be phenomenal because I'd be all over it. I could go either way, and I, I wouldn't care if it was the other way around. It Maybe. won't be. I agree. I could go either way, but there a slash belongs there for sure. <laughs> but Rick, there's a lot of guys in this range that are yeah. playable. Let's do it. Right. I mean, I could play Ben on. I could play Shane Lowry. I could play Keith Mitchell. I got questions about Corey Connors. Um, any of those guys stick out to you? The one that I think uh, for our purposes here is most, most interesting is, is Shane Lowry. Um, because I do think that here's what I think is going to happen. And we'll know more later in the week, but I think you're going to see a run on Eric Cole. I think you're going to see a run on Ben on. I think you're going to see a run on Keith Mitchell. I think those are going to be the guys that most people build around. And I'm happy to go with Poston, Lowry, and then kind of see where we where we go from there. So I I like um, Lowry's got good history. Lowry can do all the things that everybody else can do. I think the markets, the the Vegas markets like Lowry more than kind of what the rest of the industry is is indicating. So he's he's probably the one that I would go with here. He's a really solid all around player. <laughs> you know, um, the putting may be the thing that's been holding him back. Again, a lot of that on the West Coast. You take it with a grain of salt. Uh, but it, it feels like Shane Lowry's been playing a lot better than his results. If you listen to him speak, he feels like he's been playing a lot better than his results. I love the way he can flight iron shots uh, up and down. I'm, I'm very interested in Shane Lowry. Now, uh, if the ownership shakes out the way it does, like Keith Mitchell's really attractive too. A great driver of the ball and has been hitting, hitting the ball great lately. I mean, you see what he did in Mexico. Gain eight strokes approaching the green. Yeah. I mean, that's that's attractive. What he does off the tee is attractive. Yeah, he's got good history around here as well. Uh, he won here. He won here in 19, finished uh, ninth the last time he played it, which was 2022. So, yeah, I, I he's, he's been piling up the top 20s. The metrics are starting to turn around. It, it's No, I, I get it. I get, I get the Keith Mitchell stuff for sure. All right, I want to ask you before we go to the 8K range, Corey Connors. Um, I think I just need to see something. I'm just I, the, the the problem. The, the biggest problem for Corey is uh, I like all the guys around him better. Okay. Um, the one thing that he has going for him is that he's well. He's got a couple of things. He keeps it in play. We know that he's you know he's he's less likely to get a, a ball wet this week. But this short game is it's beyond reproach, right? Like you just can't, you cannot out hit. I don't care who you are. You cannot out hit losing four, five, six, or seven strokes in the short game. Cause that means you've got to gain four, five, six, or seven ball striking to get even. Right. And, and that's why all you're seeing are results that are 24th to 57th because that is th- this 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 it, uh, attribute that he lacks and that he's giving away so much with it's just this this is a Kevin U profile 
But Kevin Yu is usually 6,300. This is not a profile of a guy who is going to cost you 9,100 where you need him to be an elite ball striker to get even. Yeah. You know, it's interesting. It's it's not just the putt in with him. It, it, it's a great point. It's the short game too. And no matter how good you hit it, you're going to need a little short game at PGA National too. So I think, right, I, like I, I like to look at the tee to green statistic here because I, I think it there's some driving is really important. Iron play is really important, uh, but so a short game. So if you go tee to green, his tee to green numbers are good, but a little bland. Strokes gain total numbers. Maybe that's the metric you look at. They're very bland. And so the finishes are bland. It's a, it's a good point. I just get, I see that uh, those two dark green columns and I, my eyes light up a little bit. And so no. maybe it's a turnaround, but you bring up a great point with short game. Here's the problem. I mean, these, so these three in a row, or I mean, even take his, his four best ball striking weeks. He overall in four rounds gained one stroke to the field, lost a half a stroke to the field, little tiny gain, three quarters of a stroke. And then 1.2. It's just he is um, spoiling all the best parts about his game with this just rotten short game. Yeah. All right. Good point. Fade. Big fade on Corey Connors. So win incoming for Corey Connors. Um, <laughs> let's do. We'll do one more section here before we do the break because now we have a 5K range, so it's a little little bit different. So uh, here's the 8K range. Denny McCarthy, Steven Yeager, Matthew Pavone back in action. Sepp Straka, Rasmus Hoygaard, not to be confused with Nikolai Hoygaard. Last week's winner, Jake Knapp, who as of this moment, still in the field, and I think he's going to play. Bo Hostler, Alex Noren, Luke List, and Justin Rose round out the 8K range, Greg. Yeah, it's a fascinating range. I'd like to start with Steven Yeager. Okay. Uh, I, I look at him... It depends a little bit on your lineup construction. Okay, but I'm looking at Steven Yeager as a top 20 lock. I think this is a great spot for him. He has shown a complete game. He started to show the ceiling is actually there. Yes. He, right. We, we he, asked, Greg, we asked and Steven Yeager has answered. He's answered. He's answered. The, the big question was, is his good stuff good enough? And he's told us two out of the last three weeks. Yes, it is. Um, he keeps it in play. He's gotten longer. He's also gotten more accurate. He can putt well. I, he he seems to do everything well. So I, I, I like his profile. I like the completeness of his game. He finished tied 14th here last year. Um, I, I think he is among the safest plays on the board. Maybe that's risky. High 8K chalk very risky but do you think he will be chalk or are people gonna is this a denny kind of week from the general public i do think there's gonna be a lot of love for denny sep straka has a good record around here i also just think that there's a lot of guys in the 9k range and like you said depending on the roster construction you know if you do take a guy from the 10 a guy from the nine it's going to limit you on this range in general. And because Jaeger is at the top of it, he might just be a product of uh, lineup construction this week. So I, I, I will, I don't, I don't think he gets, 
I don't think it gets out of control at all. All right. I'm thinking maybe the Rory guys fall his way a little more. Yeah, so maybe you go Rory Jaeger and skip yeah. lines. Yeah, which it's a lot to skip. It's a lot of good players to skip. A lot of those guys in the not carrying. Part of the reason why I'm happy to, uh, I'm happy to, you know, fade Rory because I, I can take a JT Poston or a Shane Lowry and a Stephen Yeager, get you know, get all those guys in there, and I feel like I have a really good chance at getting those those three guys inside the top twenty. Right. Um, so it's, so it's, it's curious. Yeah, curious for sure. Okay. Um, yeah, Jaeger seems to be somebody that you could feel f- pretty comfortable about almost almost every single week. He's doing it at a lot of different golf courses as well, which is pretty cool. Um, interested to see what Matthew Pavone does. He he passed the opportunity to play at a signature event, which was uh, the Genesis. He he did not play that event. The last last time we saw him was a third at Pebble Beach. He won the Farmers the week before that. You you said, hey, if there was a a final round with I forget who you said, he would have moved up the board. At Pebble yeah, JT Poston. JT Poston. If there was a final round at Pebble Beach, there's a chance Matthew Pavone goes back to back. A very good one. A yeah. very good one. Now, this is a little bit of a different kind of golf. So we'll see how um, how he handles that. But ultimately, he's done nothing but show us that he's worth playing. Right. I mean, how how do you how do you stay away from this guy? He's he's gained twelve strokes and nine strokes, basically ten to the field in his last two starts. He's been a stud, uh, and people don't know who he is, and they're upset that he won the Farmers. So are people just going to stay away from him and say it's not possible? But he's clearly got control of his golf ball, and that's what you need here. He won the Spanish Open, Greg. He's won twice in like twelve starts. He may be very underpriced. I think he is the most interesting golfer. I don't because I could absolutely see him in contention again. I think he might be significantly underpriced. Um, I don't know. I just really don't know. I really don't know what's going to happen with him. I, if there was one thing to con, to be concerned with, I hate doing this because he's just been so darn good. Um, he he loves. You know what? It's not even the right thing to say. I was going to say he fades the ball, and there's a lot of trouble to the right. Uh, a lot of trouble to the right on this golf course. But if you watch him play, it's really like it fades and it's perfect, or it doesn't fade and it's a left miss. Mm. So that actually could be a good thing. Right. He never overfades it, right? He's not really like like Jake Knapp was hitting some over slices yesterday. Right. I, I it, for Matthew Pavone, it's like it goes straight and he aimed left. Right. Mm, interesting. So okay. that actually could it's very curious. I, I will definitely be heating on like I, I could just already sense it as the week goes on. It's going to I'm going to be clicking more and more of, of Pavone's. Yeah, he's he's earned it. Uh, here's the that other Hoygaard Rasmus. So Nikolai catching a lot of steam lately. Here's here's twin bro. Erasmus, who uh, has played on the DP World Tour, dated, I mean, we've he's played like 15 times since the Open Championship and has done very little but finish inside the top 20. You know, even over his last six starts, seven starts, seven starts, worst finish, T11. Say what you want, Greg. Oh, who cares if he finishes T8 in Bahrain? Who cares if he finishes runner-up at the Raz Al Qaima Championship? But what about... 
a couple of T11s in events won by Rory McIlroy and Tommy Fleetwood, right? I mean, this is uh, – th- you could have said the same exact thing about Nikolai Hoygaard, who then last week was one of the favorites. Yes. And you know their games are very comparable. Of course. Right? I mean, Matthew Pavone not had to make four birdies in a row uh, to keep – Rasmus off the PGA tour. So, I mean, these two twins, what's that? Even sure. We aren't even sure, Greg, if, if, if Rasmus was subbing in for Nikolai during his, during his good run, that could have been Rasmus all along. How do you know? (laughs) I wouldn't. They look identical. Right. It's a very similar game uh, that will work on the PGA tour. And when you've seen your brother, have success. I, I really believe that's going to take a little bit of the sting away of like, okay, this is my chance on the PGA tour. It's like, no, he can do it. I can do it. Uh, Matthew Pavone had to make the birdies on the last four holes to keep me away from here. Well, he want he, all he's done is finish in the top five. Like I, I belong there too. Yep. So that attitude is not big on the narratives, but it's a big, Big narrative story for Rasmus, and he could be a great play. It is just clearly a matter of time before he's on the PGA Tour full time. And this conversation just it just looks and feels a lot different if he had six PGA Tour starts under his belt already. You know what I mean? Yeah, you'd know, you know, those those top 11 finishes would be either there or not. But you'd have an idea of what it is on the PGA Tour. Right. Um, anybody else in this AK range that you think is worth uh, pulling the trigger on? I do. Okay. I do. Uh, down towards the bottom, and it's Luke List. Wow. Luke List. Um, we've seen great ball striking from him, a great performance at the Genesis Invitational. He has a second place finish here um, a while back when JT won. So he's a, he's a great driver of the ball that has found something on the greens and it's working. That confidence is absolutely there. And you can go back to Luke list this week. I mean, if, if he does, uh, uh, the only thing that's ever given him trouble at this, at this golf course is, is the putting surfaces. And he has been much better on all putting surfaces since about June, July of last year, basically since last summer. So I, I get it for sure. There's only two times that Luke list has three times. He's gained strokes putting here, Uh, but beyond 2013, it's twice. And he gained five strokes in 18 finished second. He gained a shot and a half putting in 16 and finished tied 10th. Every other year he's lost strokes putting. Uh, I think there's a lot more confidence with him on the greens. Hundred uh, percent agree. Okay, we are going to continue this. We got to go to the sevens. We got to go to the sixes. We got to go to the fives. We have a lot to do. But first, we're going to take a quick break and hear a word from our partners. Robert Half Research indicates nine out of ten hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. 
Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Okay, Greg, we are back and we are in that 7K range. Hoagie, Pendrith, Svensson near the top, the middle. That's kind of like your Ricky Fowler, Eric Van Royen section. And then the bottom, Doug Gim, Billy Horschel with a lot of names in between. So where would we like to go here? Um, It seems like I like the nine in every range. You know, I like Tom Hoagie, but just to mix things up, I want to go a different direction. Okay. Uh, Cbez. Oh yeah, he's been great. Oh, he's been playing phenomenal. Now the results aren't quite popping yet. You got a T twenty at at Pebble Beach, T twenty eight in Phoenix, T twenty four at the Genesis. But you got to go back to the Shriners to find an event where he lost strokes approaching the green. Yeah, he's been good with the short irons in these areas. Uh, he loses strokes off the tee, but he's extremely accurate. And, you know, distance to the edge of the fairway. You think about big misses, ended up at finding the water. He doesn't have big misses. Uh, he keeps the ball within the trees. And so I, I really look at Sebez as coming to a golf course that fits him when the others, maybe except for Pebble Beach, don't. And he's still performing really well. I think this is a good call. He has clearly, clearly improved an aspect of his game that he struggled with. And oh, by the way, that aspect is also one of the most important as a professional golfer at the highest levels, which is the approach play. So yeah, and then he combines that with still the putting prowess and accuracy over distance off the t- Yes, yes, yes. I, I, I think this is a good call. Yeah, it could be... <laughs> It doesn't feel like there's win equity there. But what winner on the PGA Tour this year has felt like they have win equity going in? My God, none of them. You know, maybe Jake Knapp. Yeah, surprisingly, Jake Knapp is like the most obvious one. Yeah, yeah. It it doesn't make any sense, you know? Even even Hadiki, who like, uh, you know, and he had to do it from... Uh, Saturday night, 125 to one or something like that. Yeah. And if you're looking on Saturday and you see that Hideki's playing well, he has more win equity. But at the beginning of the week, you're like, well, I mean, he might withdraw. There's just (laughs) as good a chance of him withdrawing as there's probably a better chance of him withdrawing than winning. So uh, look, I I think this has been a wild year and to have a Christian Poseidon out win would not surprise me at all. So I love him. He's my favorite play in the 7K range. I think that's a good call. Um, I will just point out a couple of things here. Uh, I I don't really have a take on whether this is a good spot, a bad spot, or whatever, but Thorbjorn Olsson was, uh, wasn't he one of the five favorites last week? And now he's $7,700, which when I see something like that and yeah, he didn't play well, but he finished 40. Like, uh, I don't know. It just seems like an overreaction to me. That's the way that I feel about it. If you like approach play, um, check out his stats. Yeah. It's like pretty dark. Good. 
Yeah. And I just, I don't know. I just sometimes think that, um, the guys with smaller samples, the guys, not even small samples, just like non-American samples, they get bopped around so fast. Whether, you know, one good start, move him up to 10-1. One, one bad start, he's now 7,800. You know, it's just, uh, I'm I'm sure he sh- should be settling somewhere in the middle. <laughs> yeah, it's a good point, Rick. I mean, Matthew Pavone, we talked about in the last range, is 8,700. He's finished first and third in his last two starts. Yeah, like, what are we doing? And, and those, and um, I don't know, Torrey Pines, a lot better field than the one he's going to battle this week. Yeah. It, it, it's like, we don't really believe it if it's real or not. Yeah. Thunder bear. Um, interesting. A lot of upside with him. So I think it's a, it could be a valuable play. You know, I like even maybe more. Sure. Who? Uh, Adam Svensson, right. Mm-hmm. Above, uh, same price. Actually, they're both 7,700. Um, l- starting to, I think really turn it around. Played really nice at the Genesis with the T10. Um, yeah, he's played well here before too, I believe. That's sound- T9, 2022. I uh, he think he's played well on Bermuda. He won the RSM Classic, so he's definitely putted well there. And this is another area where his, you know, he's playing right into his strength when it comes to a lot of these mid short irons strong suit for Adam Svensson keeps the ball in play off the tee. Um, I think this is a good spot for him too. You know where he plays out of Greg? Uh, is it? No, I don't. Palm beach gardens. You know where this tournament's at? Palm beach gardens. Palm beach, Palm beach gardens. Yeah. Home game. There you go. Home game. Uh, the two guys that I like the most are at the bottom here. Couple just run out the run out the Vegas boys. McNeely seventy one hundred. Doug Gim seven thousand. We we have documented both of these guys a lot, so I I won't I won't take up all the time. But McNeely is seeming uh, he's healthy. The results are coming in. He's all of a sudden driving it well. The putter continues to be there. And Doug Gim, I don't know what it is. Maybe it is Magic Potion. Maybe he has found something. But he's got three straight top 13 finishes and a stat profile that will make you drool. So we, we have spent a lot of time talking about those guys, Greg. But I, I just, yeah, I'm, I'm here again. One question with Doug Gim, because I wrote, I wrote both those names down. I knew you were going to go the McNeely route. Um, but when it comes to Doug Gim, he's got three starts here. 20, 21, 22, all missed cuts. Yep. Stinks. Um, worried? Not worried? Sure. Yeah, I'm worried. But I also think that course history is weird here. It's chaotic. I also think that he's playing the best golf we've seen him play in a long time. Yeah. I lean that way, too. Of course I'm worried about it. I, n- I never want to see a guy 0 for 3, right? right. Like, give me something. Give me something. But at the same time, he's starting to look like a different player. It, it's really good. All around the board. Imagine he's, seven, he's seven flat. Imagine the confidence this guy must have right now. Like, I I get why he's at 7,000. I want to say he's dramatically underpriced. But he has missed three. You know, he's 0 for 3. He's 0 for 3. So I get it. But I'm not afraid to take advantage of that. You know what, Greg? Sometimes sometimes Mike Trout goes 0 for (laughs) 3. Wow. Mike Trout is not. Doug Gim is not Mike Trout. 
need to immediately retract that statement. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, Babe Ruth has gone over three, two. <laughs> Six thousand dollar range. Akshay and Thomas Dietcher at the top, the middle of the range, Bjork Woodland, the bottom of the range, which is not the bottom of the board. Lonto Griffin, Chris Goddard up, Ben Silverman, and then a lot of names in between. Greg, let's find a couple that we can play with a little bit of confidence here. Yeah, all right. I got four. Okay. Um, great. First, Akshay Batia. It just seems there, there's not a great reason for it. He's kind of been back and forth, tied 13th at the Sony, miscut at the American Express, tied 13th at the Farmers, miscut at WM. But with his skill set and all the palm trees that are around this golf course, Akshay should not be in the $6,000 range. I agree. Uh, palm trees per capita is too high for Akshay to be this low. So I'm all over that one. I mean, I look at him as like a high, you know, mid to mid seven K guy. I, I think that's probably where he belongs. So I think there's great savings there. Uh, Carson Young, the other C Young, the other C Young. Yes, Carson. I'm not afraid of Cam, by the way, this week. I think Cam is the most fairly priced golfer in the field. Yeah. Okay. okay. Just like, just like, yeah. Okay. Yeah. He's exactly- he should be. It's exactly where he should be. The stat profile looks exactly like a golfer of that ilk. I think it's I'm 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 happy. I'm not thrilled. I just think it is just completely fair. Yep. Okay. I'm with you. <laughs> Carson Young, great value. I mean, it could be a, a C Young, C Young playoff this week. Wow. All I know. <laughs> oh, I'd be hysterical. <laughs> Save the tape, Troy. Uh, but you look at the T8 finish last week, uh, three straight weeks, gaining strokes, approaching the green. Uh, he's getting much better on the greens. Three of his last four, he's gained strokes putting. Uh, I Carson Young, to me, feels like he's starting to take a step. You know, in Mexico back in the fall, he had a ninth place finish. T17 at the American Express. A lot of made cuts during that stretch. Uh, and you're starting to see the good results come. This feels like a good spot for Carson Young, too. He's he's brewing. He's definitely brewing. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, all right, another name. Two more names. I'll read them both to you. Brandon Wu and Grayson Sig. Mm, okay, let's start with Brandon Wu. Brandon Wu, I think, has been, you know, one of the reasons I liked him last week is all the success he's shown with his iron play. Um, which is something that he's worked really hard on. If there's something concerning about it, he's worked on getting more aggressive. Not sure that's a good thing here, but he has played well here before, uh, which I really like last year, T14. So he didn't go over three. He, w- he was over two and then rattled off a T14 last year. I-, I feel like his game is in really good shape. Okay, Brandon Wu and uh, sorry, remind me the last one. Uh, Grayson Sig, who I got to find. Yeah, sixty one hundred. This is just a great value. T nineteen in Mexico, two missed cuts at WM and Farmers. T seventeen at the American Express and a T eight in the fall back at the RSM Classic. In every one of those except Phoenix, he gained strokes approaching the green. He's been very close, if not gaining strokes off the tee. Uh, The putting, he has spiked. The American Express, he gained seven strokes putting, gained another shot last week in Mexico, and he's 6,100. 
a lot of upside with Grayson Sick. Yeah, I like his game a lot. And and I remember when he um he was part of that same corn fairy class as oh god, who am I thinking of? What is his name? I'm completely blanking on what the guy's name is, but I saw him in person. I liked it. He started playing well in the P. Like I've always just liked his game, and we're and, and the metrics now, I think, are starting to look like somebody who's comfortable in his own skin. Yeah, that's what we're getting. The game you like is starting to show up in sure. the stats, right? Sure. And I think it'll also start to show up as it is in the finishes. And he's still only sixty one hundred, which I love. The fives. There's a couple guys here. Novak is fifty nine hundred. He's got back to back. Eighth place finishes. Yeah. Middle of the range, Damon Molinari. Bottom of the range. This is the bottom of the board. JB Holmes, Min Priced again. Uh, Ryan Brem. Both, this is, how dirty is this? Both Cootie brothers. DraftKings took both Cootie brothers and put them both at 5,100 and tempted you to get them confused. Yeah. Yeah, it looks like uh, Pearson's been struggling a little bit. Parker's the one you want. Parker's the one you want. If you're going to go that low. Do you think Parker's like not a horrible, I mean, he's got back-to-back top 25s. He's made three out of four cuts this year. Uh, It's pretty, yeah, it's pretty good for, for 5,100. I know. It's pretty good. I know. Ball striking. It's been great. Good putting week last week. I mean, that's just last week. It's 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 Parker. It's Parker, not Pearson. If you're looking down in that fifty one hundred dollar range. Yeah, I don't mind it. it. That's not a dart throw. It's not. a. I mean, I guess a little bit. You're talking about four starts on the PGA Tour. Uh, but with the last two being so good, I'm fine with it because um, the, re- the rest of this is there's a lot of just no's in here. Like, no, 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 no. So the other one I wrote down was Novak. Yeah. Back-to-back top eight finishes. That makes sense. Yeah. Uh, It's something I think you got to take notice of it. At 5,900, gained five shots both times approaching the green. Yeah. Uh, Gained shots in the short game back-to-back weeks as well. It's uh, clearly confident. Yeah. I like Novak at the top. I like... Parker Cootie at the bottom, and I like Jorge Campillo in the middle. Uh, you're pros pro. Yeah, exactly right. And a bunch of really good finishes on the on the DP World Tour. Played in Mexico last week, finished T19. Uh, had a pretty good stat profile. Th- those would be, if you're getting down to the 5K range, I'd be building around those three. Yeah, I think that's very fair. And man, Parker could could open up a lot of cap space for you. I completely agree, but last time I said that, Sam Ryder was $5,000 and missed the cut. Yeah, I know, but he still opened up the cap space. Uh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> no, he he did his job, which was open up the cap space. Uh, he, did not, he did not give us the finish. That Could we- you play five, guys? Could you leave it blank? I wish. I, I I'm very good at getting five through the cut. Yeah. But would you only get four? Are you good at missing one cut? That's that's what we find out. Killer. Yeah, don't play five guys. Parker's worth playing. 
Novak could be. I like Campillo too. It's pretty yeah. good. Okay, Greg, this is going to be a weird week. Uh, I'm out the rest of the week. So Tuesday, everybody's we're, we're having some pinch hitters uh, hosting, which is always much much appreciated. Our Tuesday show will still. Uh, I'll, I'll have my pick in. I've actually already submitted my pick. I just need to tell Josh who it is for the one and done. And then the listeners, uh, they have until Thursday morning. We have a Friday problem. We don't, I'm not sure we have anybody for Friday. Uh, Josh is going to let me know. I may be able to do Friday. Uh, I can do Friday. It just has to be a little after the coverage. Mm. I can do a seven o'clock start on Friday. So I don't know if we're going to go that route, but um, that is an option. So what I would just uh, ask for is, uh, you know, a little bit of patience from from the viewing and listening audience. We do literally like 250 episodes a year. Sometimes, sometimes schedules don't always. It's very rare. It's very rare, but sometimes schedules don't work out. So no matter what happens on Friday or anything else this week or next week or next year or whatever, we are going to do our best, Greg, to get a show out. And a good one. And a good one. You know, And, and that's something that um, we all work very hard to do. And I don't think we've ever just missed one in the middle of the season like this. And I don't think we're going to. I think we're going to get something to air. Uh, maybe slightly delayed on Friday, but I think we'll get something to air for you. All right. Well, we're going to do our absolute best no matter what. Uh, I'm going to say big thanks to producer Troy. He does all the hard work behind the scenes. And that right there is Greg Ducharme. You can find him on Twitter at the real GFD. And you can find me at Rick run. Good. This has been the first cut. We'll catch you next time. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.